Blog Talk Radio. We live! We live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. What's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? It is Friday night, and you are tuned in to page one with LaVar and Mary for this Friday night, April 14th, 2023. So glad that you could be with us. It has been perhaps a very interesting week, but we are at the weekend. And for a lot of you who went through nice weather this weekend, the bottom now drops. So pretty much spring flirt it with you and now for a lot of you you're going to see either winter or spring (laughs) Uh, I kid you not today was about close to 80 degrees here in Chicago by Monday it will be 35 with a chance of snow how's that for you (laughs) and I welcome aboard my wonderful friend Mary how are you (laughs) (laughs) good I'm glad that I don't have to worry about chance of snow, but that's okay. I mean, you, you talk about... We, we were in the 90s midweek, and now we're going to be this weekend, I think, in the... I think you're actually warmer than us today, but like mid-70s, low 80s. Yeah. And people are going to freak. Oh, my God, it's so cold. That's why you don't put away the spring or fall gear just yet. <laughs> right. Can't yeah, have to keep it out. Um, but yeah, and I know a lot better than Florida. I know uh, a lovely place that I loved going to Fort Lauderdale. I uh, had some epic downpours, um, pretty bad. So hopefully all of you in that portion of the States is okay. Uh, I don't know really. I think everybody else is pretty much the same where it'll be a day or two. Temperatures are kind of warm. And now it's getting cooler. Um, so spring is kind of trying to make its way here, but it's not quite here yet. <laughs> but uh, how was your week? Um, it was busy. It was nice, except for the hot days. Um, it was good. Overall, the week was very, very good. And I, I, I can't complain too much. Trauma happens, but it wasn't enough to be able to step back and, you know, just kind of put yourself in a good spot. Okay, let's let's hit this from a different angle. How about you? I, you know, it's been busy. Um, it has been, you know, there's a lot of stuff on the horizon, um, which I am looking forward to. Um, so, I don't, you know. Uh, we got a few things coming up here in the city uh, next week here in the Chicagoland area because we won't be with you next weekend. Um, so uh, I hope it is a nice day. Uh, Exotica is coming into town. I know there are also other uh, uh, spring events and things are coming on the horizon. Uh, NASCAR will be here 
in July, which is a street race, which is interesting. Uh, I know the list have come out for all the summer concerts. I'm kind of excited for summer. Uh, someone had remarked yesterday, uh, and now I guess this goes to fruition because uh, someone remarked that they were happy they could start taking out their um, – what do you call those? The um, the name has blanked me, but the the summer dresses or whatever it was, <laughs> I forgot what it's called. There's a name for it, and it will come to me probably after the show. Um, okay. But they said they were excited that they could finally take those out. And I said, well, you know, that's always the true sign that spring has come because it's like, you know, all winter long people are buckled up uh, in like extra clothing and. Uh, everybody's walking real fast and trying to get out of the cold. And you know, I'm just this week. I think with the weather, it was a little bit more of one step closer to uh, hopefully a nice spring into summer. Um, you know, but no. Otherwise than that, it was a busy week, which is good as always. Um, speaking of busy, we will be a little busy on this show tonight because uh, we've got Potpourri Night tonight. Um, and of course, where there are stories that don't really fit within its own realm. Uh, so we got a lot of those to discuss tonight. We have a couple of topics on hand already. Uh, we will take a look at what is trending. Also, in just a couple of moments, we'll take a look at the Almanac. Um, and then uh, tonight, I got a top five for you. Um, I'll explain it during the Almanac because it has to be set up that way. Uh, but I got a top five for you tonight. Also, we have a couple of stories from the Smoking Gun Files tonight. And I was looking for something for the Urban Dictionary Word of the Day because we haven't done it in a minute. I'm going to explain a little bit of something about that. I did find something, but it's really hard to find something now because as I was looking, there's not a lot of good entries. It's a lot of stupid entries now. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure if there's just some jokesters out there that's just trying to make up their own stuff with the hope that it like trends, but none of the words made sense. It's kind of like the dictionary where we were talking about last uh, week about the new words. Um, mm-hmm. None of it makes sense at all. We'll have all Never of that. Fine. Society has gone downhill with uh, even the Urban Dictionary word right. of the day is not good. Right. I mean, that's why we really haven't done it in a minute. It's, it's a once in a while thing when we come up with it because it's usually something, it's a couple of, this time around, it's the reason why is because I actually did it ahead of time. Now, normally, usually if you're a long-time listener to the show, you know that with the Urban Dictionary word of the day, I usually will come across it live on the air, start into it, and then I try to figure out if it's best that we continue on. <laughs> um, part of the fun. Yes, it's a part of the fun. But uh, there's quite a few of them that were kind of like really just like um, politically incorrect that we couldn't do. So, yeah, that's why I kind of have to go ahead. Um, but no. But that leads us into tonight's almanac. And like I said, it is April 14th. Um, So on the almanac for today, and this is what I'm actually going to do, because with it being the 14th, uh, we will not be with you next Friday night. 
So um, I am going to go through the almanac here, at least for the next couple of weeks, um, and kind of catch you up to speed. Uh, of course, we'll be back with you Friday night, April 28th. Um, but next week, not here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But by the way, um, like I said, with this being a Friday the 14th, not 13th, we're off by day, sorry. Um, today is International Labor Bread Day. It's National Gardening Day. Uh, it is also National Dolphin Day. It is Look Up at the Sky Day, National Day of Silence, National Pecan Day, National, I swear we've done this before, National Ex-Spouse Day, <laughs> National <laughs> Pan-American Day, and National Reach as High as You Can Day. Um, tomorrow, it is National Laundry Day. You have some laundry to do. Don't we all have laundry to do? I mean, yeah, we normally do. Now, I'm going to ask you, not to put you on the spot, when you do your laundry, um, do you separate particular things or do you just throw everything in at once? Oh, no, I have to separate. First of all, for work, I have to separate delicate hand washes and then the ones that can just go into a regular wash. But then on top of that, again, I have a lot of different colors, so I have to separate at least cold from warm, which is usually lights and darks. Um, I try to get whites. If I have enough whites for a, a load, then I'll have that as well. But, yes, I do separate. I have to. There's, there's no way around it. Okay. Or I'm going to end up with clothes that look dingy and gross, and I want to look professional. I know some people that just throw everything in all at once, and it, I can't stand it. <laughs> but, um, like, please don't do my laundry. <laughs> but it's, uh, and then tomorrow is also Purple Up Day. So what Purple Up Day is, uh, because this is the month of the military child, I recognize that some of the military's most unsung heroes, their children. The day encourages everyone to wear purple, representing all branches of the military, and showing unity with each other. Um, so, yes, um, you um, are a part of that. You're a child of a Yes, I am. I am a Navy brat. Mm-hmm. So tomorrow is Purple Up Day. Uh, National Auctioneers Day is tomorrow. National Glaze Spiral Ham Day is tomorrow. Uh, National Titanic Remembrance Day. So if you see Titanic on TV a lot, that's why. Uh, it is National <laughs> Take a Wild Guest Day. <laughs> also, okay. it's National Tax Day. Uh, and, well, that's today, sorry. Wait, is it called today? Actually, no, it's 15th, yeah. It's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, National Rubber Eraser Day. You don't see a lot of those anymore. Oh, I have a couple in the house. <laughs> I remember people used but to But I also have a people. couple of artists in my house, so there you go. 
Are you guilty also of like rubbing that eraser when it co- like comes up with those little pink little shreds and then just kind of like rubbing them all oh, over gosh, the place? Oh, yeah, and then like wanting to, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the smell. <laughs> I, this is going to sound so gross, but I love the smell of rubber erasers. Those pink erasers have a smell, and it's great. I Yeah. I'm guessing you also love the smell of uh, uh, whiteout. Yeah. <laughs> <Good Lord. laughs> uh, I love this smell. Mhm. Mhm. Got my phone nearby. Um, <laughs> April sixteenth on Sunday, Counter Day. It is also National Orchid Day on Sunday. And then National Healthcare Decisions Day, National Wear Your Pajamas to Work Day, no, nobody's there, National Eggs Benedict Day, and then on the 17th, it's National Crawfish Day, if you like your crawfish. Uh, I'm, not, National, I'm not against it. <laughs> it's National Cheese Ball Day, National Haiku Poetry Day, it is... National Ellis Island Family History Day. So Bat <laughs> Appreciation Day. Like flying bats or baseball bats? Flying bats. <laughs> Gotta double check. You never know these things. Or it could be Batman. I'm Batman. Batman! <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm Batman. <laughs> but have you ever seen us in the room at the same time? Yes, yes. Uh, and then, then on April 18th, National Animal Crackers Day. I haven't had an animal cracker in a long time. I remember. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, and um, National Columnist Day. And if you kids out there who don't read newspapers, what's a columnist? Yeah, go back and read the newspaper. <laughs> uh, and then National Lineman Appreciation Day and not the NFL lineman. Um, and then on April 19th, it is National Banana Day. Uh, I already know where some of you fellows were thinking. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, come on. That would be funny. <laughs> it's National Banana Day. I got you banana. Yeah, no. Got <laughs> your banana, baby. <laughs> right. Uh, National North Dakota Day. It's National Amaretto Day. Uh, also on that day. Uh, National you know, Garlic Day. Amaretto sours. I love that stuff. Yes, I love amaretto sours. They're so good. Uh, that's my addictive, um, probably pleasure to drink when I go out, but. I try. You know, every place makes them differently, though. Yeah. Never the, never the same. Nope. So which and, one's your favorite? I know you got a place. I mean, I don't go out like that. So, um, I, I, you know, I really don't have. <laughs> you know, because like I said, it used to be a place. Not too well, a little bit far from here. It was a little hole in the wall place that made amaretto sours like frozen mm-hmm. um, in the blender, and it was so good. 
And it was like a Slurpee, but it was it was just like really good. But I haven't really found too many places that make it like that. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I was like, every place is different. So um, it is also National Garlic Day tomorrow. Oh, not tomorrow, but on the uh, uh, 19th. And uh, National Hanging Out Day. Uh, it's also National Oklahoma City Bombing Commemoration Day. And then, of course, on Thursday the 20th, it's 420 day. <laughs> and as the old joke oh, goes, of course it is. and as the old joke goes, on 421, it's drug tested day. <laughs> um, as it should be. Yes. Get to know your customers day is also on April 20th, Volunteer Recognition Day. It is National Pineapple Upside-Down Cake Day, the Lima Bean Respect Day, National High-Five Day. High-five. Um, it's also National Cheddar Fries Day. Yes. <laughs> and here's the reason for tonight's top five. Um, April 20th is National Lookalike Day. So my top five tonight is my top five celebrity lookalikes. I'm interested. There's going to be a lot of arguments, too. <laughs> I'm sure there will be. Um, then April 21st, next Friday, it's National Rendering Day, National Clean Out Your Medicine Cabinet Day, National Yellow Bat Day, uh, National Chocolate Covered Cashews Day and National Kindergarten Day. And then, coming up between the 21st and when we uh, pretty much will see each other again, on the 22nd, it's National Record Store Day. It's National Jelly Bean Day, which actually I have right beside me a scoop full of Starburst jelly beans that I got on clearance uh, because Easter's now over. <laughs> Uh, National Earth Day is coming up on the 22nd. Uh, National Cherry Cheesecake Day is the 23rd. Uh, Take a Chance Day is on the 23rd. And all I can think of is ABBA when I hear that. Take a chance. Uh, (laughs) Yes. The 23rd is also National Picnic Day. Do you also know what April 23rd is? I would be shocked if you do not remember. Oh, you do this to me every year, and I forget every year. 423. No, I don't remember. It is You're going to say it, and I'm going to hate myself again. Talk like Shakespeare Day. Oh, no, then I don't remember this one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, good. Um, April 24th is National Bucket List Day. Also, National Pigs in a Blanket Day. Love me some um, pigs in a blanket. I'm not going to lie. I'm not that fancy. I'm not so bougie. <laughs> Is it really a bougie thing, pigs in a blanket? No, it's not a bougie thing, oh. and that's what I'm saying. I'm not oh. a bougie person. Love oh. me some pigs in a blanket. <laughs> I know. I haven't had a good pigs in a blanket in a while. Um, so... Uh, also, April 25th is National Hug a Plumber Day. Preferably, you don't want to hug them 
from behind. Uh, you don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, National DNA Day. It's also National Zucchini Bread Day. Uh, National East Meets West Day. It's also National Telephone Day and Library Workers Day. April 26th is Denim Day. National Dissertation Day. Also, National Library Outreach Day. National Pretzel Day is on that day. So, I don't know about you, but I know my friend here loves her pretzels. Mm -hmm. Um, So, that is coming up on April 26th. Uh, It is also National Richter Scale Day, Audubon Day. Administrative Professionals Day is coming up on April 26th. And then on the 27th, it's National Gummy Bear Day, Devil Dog Day, uh, Prime Rib Day, Tell a Story Mm -hmm. Day, National Poem in Your Pocket Day, and it is Take Our Daughters and Sons to Work Day on April 27th. Uh, Do you remember when that was just Take Your Daughters to Work Day? Yes. That's just a me thing. No, I remember that. I remember that. Um, And... You know, I guess after a while, they did not want to leave out uh, young men, and they then pretty much it was, uh, you know, pretty much take your sons and daughters, and, you know, hey, there you go. Uh, and just to give you one more here ahead of a couple of weeks from now, April 28th is National Superhero Day. You have so it's Superhero I know, but does everybody else know? Oh. Like I know. Mine's a Superman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. If you, once we go live on air and you see uh, my background here, uh, I have a ton of Funkos that are all Superman that sit behind me. <laughs> The reason being uh, was because I was a huge fan, and I think I read something the other day uh, about, um, I don't know if we're coming up on, uh, well, I know um, the original, well, not well, not the original, but the Superman movie, not the current like <laughs> ones, but the one with Christopher Reeve. Um, I was a big fan of those. Because that was like one of the first like action movies that I really really watched, um, and it used to come on TV all the time, and we had taped it. And so, um, and actually, Superman came out uh, 1978. So this is the 45th anniversary of it. Uh, it was released in June uh, of 78. So we're coming up on the. I'm, it was like June or December. I think it's one of those states, but I think it might have been late 78. But that was one of the first movies that I watched like a long time ago because it was a big deal when it came on uh, network TV. Uh, so we used to watch it like all the time, you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think I went to go see the other one in the movie theater. So it was it the, uh, the last one I think he did. So Which one was the one that had Richard Pryor in it? Yeah, I think it was the first one. Um was it the first one? Was that the one Wait, with the I'm going to get this so wrong. It might have been the second one. It might have been two. Um, well, I don't remember which one. I just remember Richard Pryor was in it, and there was a, the, a dam. 
and I'm not, yeah. I was going to say Hoover Dam, but I don't know which dam it was, but there was a dam with electricity and, you know, water and all that. Um, that was the first movie I remember watching at a drive-thru, or a drive-in. And for all you kids, a drive-in is when you take your car to a movie theater and it's outside, and they put the movie on a big screen, and you sit in your car and you listen off of a speaker. I've never heard of it. Yeah, that was the first time we did a drive-in. Uh, it was that Superman movie. What's what's drive-in? There was a movie outside. So why you didn't like um? Wait, there. Right. Somebody didn't put their like <laughs> huge screen outside and um uh, yeah. Actually Superman three was the one with um Richard Pryor. <laughs> okay, so Superman three would have been the one that I watched. Yes. So Superman three. That one came out in nineteen eighty three. Yep. Wow. <laughs> So yes. Um, also, the interesting thing in there, uh, Frank Oz originally had a cameo as a surgeon, but the scene was deleted from the final cut, although it was later included in the TV extended version of the film. Wow. Okay. So there you go. Um. And also, because of that movie, you do not see um, Margot Kenner or Gene Hackman in there. The reason why was that they were said to have been angry with the way that the uh, – uh, I'm trying to uh, – I'm kind of reading on this one. But I guess um, the – I'm guessing it was probably the producers or whatever it was. But um, – they were mad with the way that the producers were treated uh, or the way that they pre- treated the director, uh, Richard Donner, with Hackman retaliating by refusing to reprise the role of Lex Luthor. And after Margot Kidder publicly criticized uh, the Sawkins for their treatment of Donner, the producers, the producers reportedly punished her by reducing her role in Superman 3 to a brief appearance. Uh, Gene Hackman later denied such claims, stating that he had been busy with other movies and the consensus that making Luthor a constant villain would be akin to incessant horror movie sequels where a serial killer keeps coming back from the grave. But he would reprise his role <laughs> in Superman 4, in which the producers had no involvement. So, yeah. That was why. Um, and actually, um, after an appearance by Richard Pryor on The Tonight Show, telling Johnny Carson how much he enjoyed seeing Superman 2. The producers were eager to cast him in a more prominent role in the third film. Uh, riding on his success at that time in his other films, Silver Streak, Stir Crazy, and The Toy. He got a $5 million salary to appear in the film. The release of that film, he signed a five-year contract with Columbia Pictures worth $40 million. Bucks. <laughs> wow. So there you go. Some backstory to Superman that you might not have known. And I didn't even plan that portion tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So here's what we're going to do. Because we're already about almost a half hour into the show. 
I am going to hold off on our first story of the night because this is actually an interesting one as far as my friend is concerned because she travels uh, from time to time here, and uh, I'm pretty sure she has a lot to add on to (laughs) the first story (laughs) of the night that we have to talk about because, I mean, we all are – we all could be guilty of some of these things. Um, but then again, we might not be. But anyway, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about flying and a little bit about um, the things that we do in the air that might kind of like be annoying to others. But we'll talk about that after tonight's retro moment of the week. A couple of things with Retro Moment of the Week tonight. Um, Be on the lookout for someone whose birthday it is today, and that's no bull. And also, just like this show, I'd like to say we're perfection. Retro Moment of the Week is coming up next. Stay tuned. Any last requests? I'll have a beer. Bull. B-U-L-L, the name of your secret organization, of course. Get smart. The Schlitzmalt Liquor Bull. Got more taste than beer. More quality ingredients than premium beer. Bull does have more taste than beer. That's 14 of my crack agents breaking through that wall. Would you believe one wild bull? Don't say beer, say bull. The Schlitzmalt Liquor Bull. When you're into perfection, keep on your toes. You have to be quick, cause here's how it goes. Push the plunger down, set the timer. Fit the pieces in place, don't be slow in perfection. You've gotta move on fast, move on fast. For the pieces pop up before you put in the last. And that's perfection. Perfection, complete with playing box, mechanical timer, and 25 geometric shapes from Lakeside. You're listening to Page One. Page One. With LeVar and Mary. Your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. And welcome back to page one of our Mary on this Friday night. Uh, of course, the Schlitz Bull, <laughs> that voice, <laughs> if you don't know who that voice is, you haven't watched a lot of TV or uh, cartoons, especially the older cartoons. But that was Don Adams, of course, who turned a, or would have turned 100 yesterday. Um. <laughs> Don Adams, born April 13, 1923, uh, best known for his role as Secret Agent 86 on the television situation comedy Get Smart. Um, also uh, voiced the animated series Tennessee Tuxedo, Inspector Gadget. <laughs> so, yes, um, if you if you don't know, now you know. <laughs> 
but yeah, and then the other one uh, that was perfection that was from 1978, uh, so 45 years ago. Um, I I played perfection. You really have to be quick. It, it's kind of like the best thing. To, you know, kids don't play like games in which they have to think fast anymore. Simon, you know, or... I would, I would I would argue that some of their video games are that way since I can't think fast enough to, to react to some of those video games, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like, the, the dexterity is a little different. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit. It's kind of like how radio or, you know, uh, old-time radio, I get it, because you have to have an imagination. You have to think. You know, a lot of you who've listened to the show know that I love uh, old-time radio and some of the programs because, you know, you kind of have to have your own imagination. to. Th- I mean, we have television now and pictures. You know, you have, um, you know, everything else now. and It's kind of like you you pretty much have to have an imagination and wonder and different when some of it with the TV. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that was the cool thing, though, was that you actually, yeah, you had a chance to, like, actually think. So, by the way, before I forget, uh, if you could tell the folks out there, because um, there was a couple of quick notes this week that are pretty cool. Um, you went and saw the uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. What was your thoughts on it? I did. Um, I think that the critics that said it was an awful movie are just grumpy. Um, <laughs> it was a fun movie. Mario, Super Mario Bros., the movie. And there were, I was not a big fan of the casting for it, so if you were one of those people that, and you know who you are if you didn't like the casting. Um, I was also not a fan of the casting. However, I'm going to eat my words a little bit for not being a fan of the casting. If you go in with no expectations and you just want to have a good time and have a fun day and, and, and get into a Mario, like almost feel like playing a Mario video game without having to play a Mario video game, this is your movie. It's really good. No spoilers. It's a really good movie. Um, some of the things that I have complained about in the past about the movie and the casting were rectified and I think they did an all right job. It wasn't bad. I wouldn't mind a second one. It's made for kids, but there's plenty of little nods throughout the entire movie for some of us nostalgia people that have been playing Mario since he was Jumpman. So um, I would give it, eh, it's a solid movie. Is it the best thing ever? No. So I would probably give it a, Seven, seven point, seven point seven, seven point eight out of ten. That's on a scale of eight. No, I'm just kidding. That's on a scale of ten. <laughs> I'm not saying it's like the best movie ever, but it's up there. It's it's high sevens, low eights. It's up there, and it's huh? it's fun. It's just fun. I will go and see it again. Um, kiddo is actually going and seeing it again this weekend. So. Um, We've got more than one viewing. Hmm. It's worth the price of a ticket and some popcorn. Okay. Gotcha. 
Well, there's a reason that I want to bring that up because uh, two stories out of that, uh, there is now, I guess, a music video for Jack Black uh, that I just sent you the link to. Uh, this is all in real time. I already saw it. I've already seen it. Okay. So you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you have. <laughs> I know I you have. I saw it that night when I got home. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I not surprised? Um <laughs> I'm a big Jack Black fan. I always have been. So, yes. Uh, And also, another big story um, from that um, was that the other day, the Library of Congress and the National Recording Industry, um, they every year put together or they add in um, sound recordings that have that pr- preserves our history through recorded sound and pretty much reflects our nation's diverse culture. The annual list usually includes a mix of popular songs, radio broadcasts, significant speeches, and more, which are all intended to define the sound of the country's history and culture. But for the first time, it will not only include the music of a female rapper, but the soundtrack of a video game. Uh, Queen Latifah, whose breakthrough 1989 album, All Hail the Queen, um, was included. And the original 1986 theme for the game Super Mario Brothers has been selected. I'm really excited about that. <laughs> so um, composer Koji Kondo got the job as a college senior in Osaka, Japan. He responded to an ad on a university bulletin board uh, now 61, Kondo said that there wasn't much usable data for making music and sound effects at the time. Uh, but the oldest addition to the registry this year dates back to 1908 and 1909. They are the earliest surviving recordings of mariachi music, which was recorded in Mexico City uh, in a performance for the country's president. Uh, the newest one was a classic or contemporary classical piece by composer Ellen Traff, or Ellen Taff Zilich. I'm going to forgive me if I uh, have that wrong, but she's the first woman to earn a doctorate in composition from Juilliard. Uh, In between, there's a huge mix of reggaeton, 80s pop. Um, Along it, uh, you also have in there, which is uh, What the World Needs Now is Love uh, from 1965. Uh, from a Chicago standpoint, Wang Dang Doodle by Coco Taylor. Uh, if you have not heard that song or the version, uh, <laughs> definitely. Uh, the Four Seasons Sherry, uh, Bobby Gentry's Ode to Billy Joel, uh, Crosby Stills, Dash and Young's Deja Vu, uh, John Lennon's Imagine, which I'm shocked is just getting there, uh, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin, John Denver's Take Me Home Country Roads. And it makes me wonder if that happened because of last year's football game where uh, all of the fans pretty much were singing at the end. Uh, Irene Cara, uh, her flash dance song, Margaritaville. Uh, the Eurythmics, Sweet Dreams Are Made of This. Uh, the Police's album, Synchronicity. Um, Madonna's Like a Virgin. Uh, all I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. Uh, Carl Sagan's Pale Blue Dot. Uh, Daddy Yankee's Gasolina. All in the registry. <laughs> I wish I could be here 100 years from now when people 
are listening to these sounds. <laughs> and and wondering what we were all up to? Yeah. Right. It makes you wonder. Um, hey, who knows? This program might hopefully last online and it's more for 100 years. You never know. But anyway, what you will hear about 100 years from now, which will probably be different, uh, leads us into our top story tonight about airplane etiquette. Um, to recline or not to recline, uh, the position in which you fly and how fervently you feel about the topic may depend on where you're from. Survey results released Monday showed that the degree to which passengers found certain behaviors to be unacceptable on flight varies by region. The survey of 18 markets by the research firm YouGov found that Europeans were more likely to be bothered by certain behaviors on planes, while those from the United were the most accepting of many of the same behaviors. So residents from Europe deemed drunkenness, failure to use headphones, and personal grooming as unacceptable flight behavior at higher rates than other regions, according to the survey. Europeans were also the least tolerant of those who fully reclined their seats, with nearly 60% saying that the practice is either somewhat or completely unacceptable. Note, Europe is home to the tallest people in the world, too. Conversely, only 32% of respondents in the UAE considered seat reclining unacceptable, lower than the global survey average of 53%. They were also found to be the most tolerant of younger passengers. Only 19% deemed crying babies to be unacceptable, and less than one-third were troubled by noisy kids over the age of four. However, there was one issue that bothered UAE respondents more than European travelers. Nearly 40% indicated public displays of affection were unacceptable. More than, 21, more than 21% of Europeans who said the same. Uh, the survey showed one point of agreement, which was a near-universal disdain for drunken antics in the air. I'm going to tell you a story about that here momentarily. Intoxication <laughs> was deemed the most unacceptable type of behavior in every region, led by 77% of respondents in North America and 78% in Europe. Female respondents showed even less tolerance for inebriation than men. Globally, 81% of women said drunkenness is acceptable to them. Um, more than 70% of men. Female respondents were less tolerant of every type of behavior in the survey, save one, crying babies. Only 21% labeled crying babies as unacceptable, less than 25% of men in the survey. So what's unacceptable to American flyers? If you ask that Americans are more likely than the global average to view acts like personal grooming and shoe removal on flights as unacceptable. They were also less accepting of crying babies compared with the global average and even more annoyed by noisy children on airplanes. YouGov shared the following chart uh, with CNBC, and it showed the portion of American respondents compared with the global average who find various situations unacceptable. And the results showed that Americans are less fussed about the ongoing reclining seat issue, 43% versus the global average of 53%, and fewer Americans were bothered by talkative seatmates, too which was 37% versus 39% globally. But the results show a considerable variance between age groups with intolerance levels rising with age. Younger Americans aged 18 to 24 were the most accepting of in-flight behaviors that tend to annoy other passengers. Those aged 55 and older were the least accepting. Three or four older travelers deeming noisy children on airplanes to be unacceptable. <laughs> so... Um, I would say, in looking at this, with the U.S., the top things were drunkenness, passengers not using headphones, personal grooming, 
Um, and then everything else pretty much kind of fell in and out. Uh, Americans, oddly enough, uh, compared to everyone else, uh, with public displays of affection such as kissing, uh, were slightly bothered more, but you have flown a lot internationally and regionally. What bothers yes. you or surprised by some of these flight behaviors? <laughs> not surprised, so we'll start there. I'm not surprised. What bothers me, I think it really comes down to when you started flying. So if you were flying pre-9-11, there was a time that, you know, stuff Go back and watch some old movies. You can actually go up to the gate, say goodbye to somebody. Um, I think if you flew pre-9-11, kissing on the plane would be looked at like, why are you kissing on the plane? You were just by the gate. You could have kissed out there. You know, there's no reason for you to be kissing over here. Unless you're a newlywed, like going to, like, sunny climbs, you know? Um, I think that's a little bit more... And that might be an American thing. It's a little bit more like, oh, they just got married and um, me particularly uh, reclining. I'm not a big person, but if your reclining makes it so that I can't eat or I can massage the top of your head without trying very hard to reach over your chair, that bothers me. Um, Kids don't bother me as much just because I know kids are going to scream. I, I, the only time it bothers me is when the kid's screaming and running up and down the, the aisle way because that means the parents aren't trying to keep them in check. Like, it's hard. It's hard to fly with kids. So I get that. There is a limit. Um, taking off your shoes, I still don't get the taking off your shoes thing, especially since yeah. my feet, although they don't stink most of the time, I feel like they would on a plane just I don't understand that and the personal grooming thing I don't understand that either it's like you're in a seat with a bunch of people who cares what you look like we all look like crap okay (laughs) we're on a plane we all look like crap that's why there are bathrooms right outside the gates when you get off the plane you go to the bathroom and then you groom Um, I think that might be my big one is the shoes Shoes, reclining seats, and, and grooming are my big three. Talkative, yeah. meh. Um, you using headphones, meh. I don't want to listen, but right. then I've been on enough flights to know that it's so noisy on there. There's a lot of white noise. I'll put my headphones on, and right. I won't hear anything that you have going on. So, yeah, that, that's where I'm at. But, no, I'm not surprised at all by any of those things. I gotta and you. I'm not surprised by age either. I really do think it has to do with when you started flying. If you were right. flying before 9-11, it's a different – flying now is completely different than it used to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's been it, 20 <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I will tell you, I think even as I get older – I have less tolerance for a lot of stuff that's not respectable. You know, no one, uh, the same things it seems that are happening in the air also happen on the ground if you're taking public transportation. And I'm pretty sure those of you who live in major cities and who take public transportation will agree with me. Those people do pretty much the same thing on buses and trains that they do on the planes, which I don't understand. And it's probably 
slightly worse on buses and trains. And I don't mm-hmm. understand the need to self-groom because if you're cutting your nails, uh, that stuff flies all over the place, my friend. If I get popped in the eye with a nail, there will be <laughs> some issues 30,000 feet above the ground. <laughs> I remember riding on a bus once, and there was someone who was uh, clipping their fingernails. I think if they had time, they probably would have done their toenails. Uh, it just yeah. was gross. And I was like, wait till you're at home. It can't be anything that bad as to where you couldn't have taken care of that before you left <laughs> than, to where you, than to do it on public transportation. And headphones are a huge thing with me. Uh, you know, playing, a lot of people are respectful. Respectful. Uh, everybody had because of this era now of uh, earbuds. Everybody has their earbuds, so you're not going to really have that issue. Um, but on Life the ground, is giving them out. Right. <laughs> and people at our are a little bit better with that above, but below, like, oh my god, if I could, I, if I could have a stopper. Um, like some type of jammer. <laughs> I wish I could. Um, because if you're going to pay, as I always say, if you're going to pay $1,200 for a phone, then you could have shelled out the extra 100 bucks for like the headphones. <laughs> just saying. But yeah. Just... I, I don't need to know about your shopping trip with Aunt Margaret. Right. I, oh. I, I just really don't. No, and I don't need to hear about the guy that you slept with a couple of weeks ago, and now you have a rash. Don't need to hear that. Don't need to hear that. You're like, oop. But, of course, as we always say, when you have those issues, MJ always said it best. Stop it. Get some help. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Um, headed to potpourri tonight. A couple of stories. Um, here in the States, for those of you who follow baseball, all of you have heard about the changes to the game here um, in the States. And so with those changes, it has shortened the game. Long games that used to go for a few hours have now pretty much on average last about two hours, two and a half hours, probably less than three that it used to last. But of course, as you always know, where you shorten one thing, there are issues in others. And major league stadiums found out the hard way was uh, being affected was beer sales. <laughs> Short games means less people buying beer. So, a lot of baseball teams amended their alcohol sales policies in response to shorter games this season, and at least one major leaguer isn't wild about the change. Philadelphia Phillies pitcher Matt Strame uh, said that during a recent podcast that he disagreed with extending alcohol sales beyond the traditional seventh inning cutoff, citing common sense and the safety of fans. He says the reason we stopped selling alcohol in the seventh 
uh, before was to give our fans time to sober up and drive home safe, correct? Uh, so how now with a faster-paced game and me just being a man of common sense, if the game is going to finish quicker, would we not move the beer sales back to the sixth inning to give our fans time to sober up and drive home? Instead, we're going to the eighth, and now we're putting our fans and our family at risk driving home with people who have just drank beers 22 minutes ago. Uh, MLB games have been considerably shorter this season, largely thanks to that series of rule changes, including the pitch clock. And to combat that time crunch, at least four teams, the Arizona Diamondbacks, the Texas Rangers, the Milwaukee Brewers, and the Minnesota Twins, have extended alcohol sales through the eighth inning. Others, such as the Miami Marlins and New York Mets, will stop after the seventh, but haven't ruled out changes. Now, the Baltimore Orioles already sold alcohol through the eighth inning or until three and a half hours after first pitch, whichever came first. Uh, (laughs) Stray went on to say that I'm not surprised when you mess with billionaires' dollars, they find a way to make their dollars back. My thing is, when you're looking at the safety of your fans, it's probably not the smartest decision to extend it into the eighth. Uh, The Yankees reliever Michael King said he believes there's, quote, a responsibility on everybody to prevent drunk driving, regardless if you're getting served in the seventh or eighth inning. Now, Major League Baseball does not regulate when teams sell alcohol, but most franchises have used the seventh inning as a cutoff, at least partly to avoid over-serving customers who could then get in cars and drive home. Uh, Most teams, however, already have areas around the ballpark where fans could get uh, alcohol after the seventh, even if the concession stands stop serving. Um, so once again, I, I get where everybody's coming from, but my fear here is this, but well, let me stop first and say this. We're all adults, right? We all have, we're supposed to use common sense. I know common sense is a dying thing, but (sighs) even if it went to that, as an adult, or if you have your buddies with, I would kind of, I just kind of feel like it's kind of like the dumbing down of like, okay, we did this for one extra inning, even if it was for nine innings, and you sold beer. Shouldn't the common sense be bestowed upon the consumer themselves at a certain point to stop? And to drink. Now, I know I'm not saying that it should be. I'm not saying it shouldn't be. But it's kind of almost like the whole thing of if I have, um, or what was it, Disneyland or whoever has like drink fountains, all you can drink fountains all over the place. I'm not going to say, <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's a lot of sugar. You know, if somebody's at the park for 12 hours, they can get sick drinking all that stuff. Now, I know there's the difference between that and the two, so don't at me. But even if I had put a keg there available to drink, be the responsible consumer to kind of cut off. Now, I know what you're going to say. There are those, unfortunately, that don't. It raises a risk. I honestly think that an extra inning probably is not going to hurt it because they're right. There are places right outside the ballpark, and particularly here in Chicago, there is a bar right attached to the ballpark here on the south side for the Chicago White Sox that serves alcohol after the game. So if I'm not getting it there, even if you cut it off in the fifth, I'm going to walk right over to the bar right after it's done or any neighborhood bar that's within walking distance. So what's that going to stop? 
I don't know. <laughs> I'm just sitting back listening to you complain about it. Because I honestly think, and, and again, we go back to um, Major League Baseball doesn't regulate drinking. As an adult, you should cut it off when you think you are going to need to cut it off at. If you're going to continue to drink, then you're going to continue to drink. There's nothing I can do to stop you. Um, will I be more careful on the roads? Absolutely. But of the people that extended their, their time, Arizona, come on. They're, that's older generation people. No offense to the people in Arizona, but really it's it's kind of like Florida, the newlyweds and nearly dead. Okay. Um, and then you got like the brewers. Hello, they're the brewers. Beer is our bread and butter. Minnesota Twins. What else do you have to do other than watching the Twins play baseball badly? Drink. Like, Walk come around. on. <laughs> <laughs> I know I shouldn't say it that way, but it, it just, you're right. We should all have common sense. We should all be like, hey, we're adults. We deal with this, blah, blah, blah. The the issue that we're coming up against, and this is what it's going to end up being, even as adults, people are going to drink. People are going to drive. People are going to drink and drive. What we need to do is make sure that you are safe. So if you are being, if you are having the right kind of common sense, then this won't be a problem. Extending it, not extending it, I think won't be an issue. If you use common sense. Right. Common like sense is not as common anymore. That's us. One more inning. It's not even going to, you know, like I said, there's places that you can go after the game. There's local bars right nearby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's almost like an extended. That is correct. It's almost like an extended drinking period. So what difference is it going to make in the ballpark? None. Yeah. Anyway, you know, we've talked about the Internet and things that can occur with your kids. Um, This right here is a very scary story out of Florida. A 12-year-old Florida girl stole her father's car and picked up her friend, and the pair drove across state lines. Uh, That's pretty good for a 12-year-old possibly to meet a person that they had met online, according to officials. But the girls turned themselves in after they saw their faces on TV. A missing child alert was issued Thursday morning for the 12-year-old and a 14-year-old after girls were last seen in their hometown of Lake Butler, Florida, believed to be traveling on Interstate 10 toward Louisiana. NBC News did not identify the girls due to the fact of their age. The chief deputy captain with the Union County Sheriff's Office said that the department had information that the girls could have been traveling, quote, to meet someone they met online. It's not clear who or how old that person was. Alerts were issued with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children from Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and Louisiana, with special attention to areas around Baton Rouge. Uh, Officials say that no adult was with them and that no foul play was expected. The girls ultimately saw themselves on TV and a missing children alert at a gas station in Alabama and turned themselves in to local authorities. Uh, the same afternoon, the Union County Sheriff's Office had announced that the alert had been canceled and that the girls had been found safe. Multiple agencies looked for the girls, including the FBI, the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. Uh, the 
police said that there were, quote, some suspicious circumstances that raised red flags about the online person the girls may have been trying to meet and that the matter was turned over to the FBI. That is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see the motherly mm-hmm and the shaking of your head. I know mm-hmm. you have something to add to that. <laughs> oh, no, there's nothing to add other than those children would be, oh, 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 they were my kids. Oh, thank God I don't have kids in this. Like, like this, I, I somehow ended up just in between the times when kids are being dumb. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. I somehow ended up in between. I don't, I, I'm not saying that I didn't have to worry about it, but for some reason, like, my worry about it was much less than some of these other parents that have to deal with it. And I, and I, I feel your pain. But, oh, like, two things made me happy about the story. One was that they turned themselves in when they saw the Amber Alert, and two, that they, right. that they weren't hurt. So that meant that they were, like, 14, 12, 14-year-old driving, that's, uh, you know, impressive. Granted, we were 15 when we first started driving, but it always freaked me out when I was driving when I was younger. You know, that freaked me out. So bravo for them for keeping a level head. Good job for turning yourself in and knowing that you needed to do that. So there's some good that came out of this story, but oof. Oh, there'd be a lot, there'd be a lot of talking to (laughs) you. Well, I know what their summer plans are going to be. And it wouldn't be my mouth doing the talking. <laughs> yeah, their summer plans are going to be nothing. <laughs> Pretty much is it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, out in your neck of the woods in Las Vegas, uh, in this age of social media, there's more pressure than ever to make your wedding stand out. That won't be a problem for the couples exchanging their vows. And in front of the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, <laughs> which is parked at the Little White Chapel in Las Vegas this weekend. As Food & Wine mm-hmm. reports, the hot dog-shaped vehicle will serve as the wedding backdrop on Saturday, April 15th, and on Sunday, April 16th. Any ceremonies taking place there will have to be planned at the last minute, which the Little White Chapel is famous for. The Las Vegas Institution has been offering on-demand weddings, uh, often officiated by their house Elvis impersonators, since 1951. The Wienermobile is a limited-time addition to the chapel. Couples who pretty much at this point were uh, looking to get married there this weekend can reach out through Oscar Mayer's website and claim their 30-minute time slot because there's no waiting period to obtain a marriage license in Las Vegas. The venue is open to spur the moment. Lopitz Hot Doggers, a.k.a. Wienermobile Motorist, will be on hand to serve as witness, groomsmen, bridesmaids, or general emotional support. Uh, Oscar Meyer is covering all the on-site costs, including a photographer to capture the big day, but getting hitched in front of the Wienermobile isn't totally free. A Nevada marriage license will set couples back by, you know how much? That won't put you under pressure. Uh, no, I don't remember. I used, I used to be $30. Though considering oh, the cost, I knew they raised it, but it used to be, used to be only 30 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> considering the cost of the average wedding today is about 30000 that's a pretty sweet deal for a wedding that's impossible to forget. Uh, yay or nay to the Wienermobile. <laughs> Uh, love it. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm down. Like, I, I know there's a there's a fellow out there that wants to do it. So if they can get here by the weekend, 
do it in front of Wienermobile. <laughs> do it in front of the Wienermobile. I... <laughs> I'm, I enjoy the Wienermobile, but I also like the commercial. So, like, for me, that would be great. I wonder... Will it happen? Probably not. So, I guess the saying is not true that if you go into the Wienermobile, if the Wiener is a rocking, don't come a-knocking. <laughs> is that how that happens? <laughs> Maybe. Is that, is that how that goes? <laughs> um... <laughs> So, uh, well, um, you know, I know that you are a fan of plays. Um, mm-hmm. There was a musical. <laughs> this, this story is just so good. Uh, so a British performance of the Bodyguard musical ended in unrequited love for some audience members who couldn't refrain from singing along to the finale. The show at the Palace Theater in Manchester screeched to a halt on Friday, April 7th, when two unruly patrons were ejected for joining the lead and singing I Will Always Love You, the soaring emotional ballad made famous by Whitney Houston. It was not supposed to be a sing-along. Ushers carried signs saying, please refrain from singing, and announcements were made in advance that patrons would have a chance to join along at the end, but not to sing during the show, said Tash Kenyon, an audience member. Closing number. Somebody shouted, does this mean we can start singing now, Kenyon said. A tone-deaf voice projected from the balcony and competed with the vocals of Melody Thornton, a former member of the Pussycat Dolls. Laughter did turn to <laughs> anger and confusion, Carl Bradley told the Manchester Evening News. The stage just, then just went to black again, and that's when it really started to kick off into higher tier. You could really hear screams and audible gasps, Bradley said. Everyone started standing up and looking over. There was chance of out, out, out to get them gone. When the lights came up, the unwanted backup, uh, backup singers were being hauled out of their seats by theater security, and audience members began cheering. But the music and show were over. A spokesperson for the theater said that the show was canceled because disruptive fans who refused to stay seated had spoiled the performance. Thornton posted a video on Instagram <laughs> thanking respectful fans and apologizing for those who weren't. The Greater Manchester Police said it spoke with the two people who were removed by security and would review evidence before taking any action. <laughs> <laughs> All it takes is a couple of rotten eggs. You know what, though? It's Manchester. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's Manchester. That's what you get for doing that in Manchester. Good Lord. I, but after that, here's the thing. It's a musical. If you can't sing along, what good is a musical? <laughs> there, oh, oh, okay. I know. Because any other time, there'd be a lazy musical that would ask the audience to sing along and be a part of the show. And now all of a sudden, when the audience automatically is trying to be a part of the show, you got an issue with it because you want the spotlight on you. So don't ask me next time to wave my hands like I just don't care or to get up and clap because I tried and you told me no. <laughs> Would you have done that? Would you nope. have been part nope. of the and I will always love you? Nope. Come on. Nope. Nope. Because I don't. 
I'm not one of those people. It, you're, not gonna, like, you're not going to belt out? Nope. <laughs> nope. And, uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, nope. I paid I them. I am joking. I would not. <laughs> I would not. <laughs> you, either, you can't have it both ways. It's basically what I was going to say. You can't have it both ways. You either, A, are a musical that we could sing along to, or B, a musical that you don't want them to sing along to. And if you make it clear that you don't want them, you don't, this is not a sing-along, you're still going to get people that sing, but most likely they're going to be, like, singing under their breath. And that happens a lot where, you know, they're just not necessarily making it obvious that they're singing along. But still, <laughs> you can't say, you can sing along towards the end because we all know what this last song is at the end, okay? So, <laughs> what do you expect is basically what it came down to. Oh, man. Yeah. You did yeah. this to yourself. Paying for a concert, I'm paying for you to entertain me. So don't have me get up and do way, stuff way more than what I came prepared to do. So, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Joe, <laughs> um, uh, so here's the thing. I got one more story for the potpourri, but I kind of want to. I feel like that's well, it's not an after dark thing. It's not. It's not really like bad. I, when do we get to hear your top five? That's what I was going to say because we've got. The top five, we still have to talk about what's trending. Um, and then we still have the um, the smoking gun stories. So here's mm-hmm. what I'm going to do. Because I had the story about the um, the married couple um, that the wife was involved with her husband's um, engagement. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that photo one. Yeah. So, sounds like you have something to add to that. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. Um, just so that we can straighten this out, um, I am going to, on the spur of the moment, because I love this, I'm going to do a quick retro moment for you. got an additional one for you. And then I will be right back. We're going to do a look at what's trending. I'll do my top five for you real quick. Then we'll come back to that story and then wrap it up with the um, other stories. So stay tuned. I know Coos, and Coos teaming up with a good balanced breakfast. Teaming up with Mr. T's cereal. It's getting on the team, the team that knows how cool breakfast can be. You get a crispy corn taste with a touch of brown sugar. Teaming up with Mr. T. It's cool. Teaming up with Mr. T. All right, we are back with Paige Well, LeVar and Mary, and I pity the fool that's not listening to us tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> love how I did that little, like, thing. Yeah, um, I, I like it. I like it. I didn't do by Mr. T, though. I pity the fool. No. Yeah. I thought that was good. <laughs> it was very good. It was very good. <laughs> really good. Animal, I'm not flying on that plane. <laughs> it's for your team fans. Uh, so, trending tonight on uh, Twitter, 
uh, if you are watching. Uh, SmackDown is trending tonight, uh, Friday night. My Chicago Bulls are trending for all the wrong reasons. Uh, unfortunately, their uh, quasi-postseason experience has come to an end in the play-in tournament. They lost to the Miami Heat, so the Miami Heat will get the eighth seed and take on the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race uh, is also trending as their season finale has crowned the new Drag Race winner. Um, I will not spoil it for you. Uh, Also uh, trending tonight is Max Struss, um, who hit a ton of three. I think he had 31 points, seven rebounds, seven assists for the Heat uh, in tonight's game. Coachella, or what I call the Rich Folks uh, Summer Concert Series, uh, is starting (laughs) uh, to take place. Blink 182's first live show together in nine years uh, at Coachella. Um, It's such a like ritzy thing, Coachella. It's not even. I don't even know how to explain (laughs) Coachella. You have to go and like actually like see it for yourself. But anyway, uh, also trending tonight, um, Shinsuke Shinsuke Nakamura returning to SmackDown. Uh, Pretty much a lot of. the Miami Heat game or the um, Bulls are trending. Also trending tonight, uh, Cocaine Bear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it just made its its debut tonight on uh, regular uh, Peacock, right? Uh, and I guess there's a documentary. Uh, I don't remember what on, but yes, it's, a, I think, it's on a streaming service. Yes, and I think it's also a documentary, too. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, love, is, I don't even it, care. It's now streaming on Peacock, so that's why it is trending tonight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then... Uh, Dropkick Murphys is trending tonight because President Biden is yes because who President Biden who is over in Ireland entered uh, St. Murdoch's Cathedral to I'm shipping up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys and the crowd went wild for it. I love them so much. You'll have to watch the video. <laughs> I will definitely have to. Dropkick Murphys are great. I don't know if you don't know if you don't know who they are. Just seriously, they have a great vibe. I love them. Like I said, they're great. But I also like funny music. I don't. I, I hate saying funny music because it sounds wrong. But like, I like music that's satirical, and and also like Weird Al is one of my faves. So, like, that kind of thing. If you mm-hmm. don't like that, you're not going to like Dropkick Murphys. I mean, they really are a good band regardless. I think you would absolutely love them. But, you know. Gotcha. All right. Sing their praises. Gotcha. I sing their praises. <laughs> All right. Let's see what you got there. Um, so that leads tonight to our my top five. Because I know Mary does not like top fives. It's very rare when she does one. So I'm going to do <laughs> one. And as we stated earlier... Uh, coming up uh, within the next week um, it is National Lookalike Day. 
So there are quite a few celebs that I think that when you look at it, they do kind of look alike. And so I kind of went searching the Internet, trying to see what the uh, most likely ones were. By the way, not included in this list, not included in this list. There was actually an interesting story today that broke that uh, they are looking into it. But uh, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson believe that they could possibly be related. The reason why is that Matthew McConaughey's mother supposedly knew Woody Harrelson's father. And people have said for years how the both of them look alike. They kind of have some type of same, like, facial features. So I don't know what's going to become with that. But, um, yeah, (laughs) that was trending for a while today. Uh, but my top five, and no particular order, by the way. So this top five really is top five, but no particular order. But my top five celeb lookalikes, starting at number five. So I said at number five was one that actually was portrayed on uh, Conan O'Brien's old late-night talk show, which he did, and I kind of had to look twice. But Will Farrell. And the Red Hot uh, Chili Peppers drummer, Chad Smith, uh, <laughs> um, I think it's Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so I know I, who you're talking about, and I'm trying, like. Yeah, type hmm. in Chad Smith and Will Ferrell, you will see uncanny. <laughs> it was, um, yeah. It's it's uncanny, uh, which leads me to kind of number four. If you squint, <laughs> number four. Um, this one has a little bit of a UK flavor to it. I said Rupert Grant and Ed Sheeran. <laughs> you don't see that, that's a group. squinter. That's definitely a squinter. That's like that's no. That's one, but it's kind of there. Um. So, yeah. I mean, all of the gingers are related anyway, so that makes sense. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, that kind of leads me down to number three. <laughs> While we had Rupert Grant, I'm also bringing up Daniel Ratcliffe and Elijah Wood. Oh, yeah. No, those guys look exactly the same. I don't care who you are. <laughs> you won't find them in the same room probably at some point, but... Um... I'm saying, yeah, they're look-alike. They really do look alike. <laughs> they really, 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 really do. <laughs> and then number two. This one was tough because there's some honorable, like, mentions here, but I'm kind of going with Isla Fisher and Amy Adams because – Every once in a while, if you see Ishla Fisher, at first glance, you're thinking it's Amy Adams. And if you see Amy Adams, you might think it might be Ishla Fisher. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, I'm not, I might not be on board with that one as much, but I can see where you're going. Yes. Before I get to my number one, though, I'm going to tell you the honorable mentions. I had Kira Knightley and Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Demi Lovato and Casey Musgraves. Uh, and Javier Bardem and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who kind of look alike uh, if they yeah, have their beard. Um, but 
So number one, that probably confused a lot of people if you're familiar with them both. Uh, number one of my celeb lookalikes, I had Zoe Saldana and Thandy. I'm going to get it so wrong. I used to say Thandy, but it's Thandy Newton. If you see the book, so hard on that one. Yes, I, know, I, I did, and I, and I struggled. Uh, but that is my top five celeb lookalikes. So on National Lookalike Day, you didn't include up. any twins. There are twins. No, I went with celeb lookalikes, not actual twins or relations. So no, no. So twins. that's why Matthew McConaughey and. I did not go with them. That was like a last minute entry. I didn't even think about that. They're like, they look so different. I'm like, you know, uh, until you actually look at the facial features and like the chin, yeah, but no. I'm thinking like you could like glance and mistake them for someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Those are the ones that I usually think of. So, yeah, uh, that's my list. Uh, anyway. It's not a bad list. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not mad at your list. Not a bad list at all. Wasn't that bad? (laughs) Not a bad list. I would have put, you said in no particular order, but if I would have put them in order, definitely the Elijah Wood, uh, David Radcliffe, especially now that they're a little bit older and they sometimes try to rock the beard, which is not good on either one of them. No. Um, (laughs) Neither one of them look good in a beard, by the way. Um, But Mm -hmm. when they try, oh, my God. Do they really look alike? They so look alike. They look like they could be siblings, like they come from the same basic genetic make. Yes. It's, 100%. it's scary. It is yep. scary. Yes. Uh, so I'm going to lead us up to you. Do you want to do the story about the exes first, or do you want to do the um, the smoking gun files? Well, let's do the smoking gun files because we always end up cutting that out. And I like those. <laughs> I know. Those are fun. I know. So only a, couple, only a couple of stories from smoking gun, which, is, which that means, unfortunately, folks, with the Urban Dictionary word of the day, um, <laughs> we'll probably get cut. There really wasn't anything anyway with the Urban Dictionary word of the day. The only one uh, that I found that was so ridiculous, wasn't even funny, um, was it was a new one that was added. Uh, just this past week, which is Flomdonculus. That's F-L-O-M-D-O-N-C-U-L-O-U-S. That means sex with your girlfriend. <laughs> why? Made up no just idea. to try to become viral, yeah. Pretty much. That's why, yeah. Um, that's Or even the other one, which is GP, GPT. Uh, which is similar to Googling. It says you can now use various editions of DPT algorithms to find the answer. And I was like, none of those are good, which is why we probably don't do Urban Dictionary words today that much anymore. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Smoking gun files. Um, uh, Well, I will say, I will choose, I will have my friend choose which story that goes first, which one chooses next. So, Shall we go with the phony vanity plate that trips up a motorcyclist or the reason why a man gave police the worst explanation ever for why he had to pleasure himself in public? (laughs) Oh, that's going to be my favorite. So let's do that second. 
notes. I probably will have some stuff <laughs> to talk about. Let's let we'll push it so, a little bit further into the the show. So, so uh, okay, so I'm gonna so do the vanity plate first. So I'll leave that story for last, but I'll give you the first one though about the phony vanity plate. So, uh, <laughs> uh, actually, there was an update which was even more funnier because a New Jersey man was riding a motorcycle with a phony license plate reading Ben Dover, and it led Florida cops on a high-speed chase to end it with the suspect crashing his ride. Uh, police say that uh, Caleb Concepcion was spotted Sunday evening operating a motorcycle that had the fake New Jersey tag when a Clearwater Police Department officer approached Concepcion on foot at a red light. The Garden State resident looked over at me and restarted the bike. Concepcion did allegedly ignored stop police orders and sped, quote, through a steady red light, putting the surrounding drivers in danger, according to a criminal complaint. Moments after fleeing the police, he was involved in a motorcycle crash, after which he was transported for treatment at a local hospital. After being read his Miranda rights, uh, Concepcion, who works in car sales, opted to remain silent. He was charged with a felony fleeing count for high-speed disregard while trying to elude cops. Jail records show and indicate that... Uh, <laughs> He is a fugitive in connection with a parole violation in his home oh. state. <laughs> so, um, yes. So, was that there was an update to the story because originally the name that the smoking gun had and that he was given was Justine Miranda, which was the alias. <laughs> so it was updated. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, his real name was Caleb. Um, oh. so yeah. That's hilarious. That's uh, so but you said you wanted me to so say the other story after this other story, then, correct? Yes. Okay. So I'll save it for later. Um, <laughs> I hope we have enough time to finish. Um, so, yeah. So here's the deal the story that we were kind of holding off on was one in which I had talked to Mary about a couple of weeks ago uh, when I first heard it. And I think they had all the other stuff that's come up. Mm-hmm. This one was from today, um, today.com. And a mom, it, 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 I had to read it twice because they kind of worded it wrong. It says, Bob Films Special Moment for Ex-Husband's uh, Proposes, uh, Mom Films Special Moment, Her Ex-Husband Proposes to His Girlfriend. Welcome to the home team. Uh, so, Pretty much, a single mom joined her ex-husband for a special marriage proposal to welcome a new stepmom into their blended family. She says, I got to video my ex-husband proposed to his girlfriend. So special. Uh, This from Leah Bordeaux of Richland, Michigan. Uh, She wrote that on a TikTok video with more than 5 million views. The video shows Leah's ex-husband, Steve Bordeaux, kneeling to propose to his thrilled girlfriend, Shonda Betts. Leah and Steve's daughters, Kennedy and Harper, present their new stepmom with a bouquet of flowers and a card while the family embraces. This weekend, I got to be there when my ex-husband proposed to his girlfriend. Uh, She is the kind of woman that I pray will come into his life. She is incredible with our daughters, and they love her so much. Not only is she good to our girls, she respects the co-parenting relationship we have for our children. On top of that, she has become my friend, my family, even. uh, She says, I love her with all my heart. And to my ex, thank you for letting me be a part of this moment and sharing her with me. 
Uh, welcome to the home team, Shonda. We love you. Now, I took t- ther- some therapy and time apart from Leah and Steve, who were college sweethearts who tied the knot in 2007, uh, to get there. She says their marriage, or Steve said their marriage was like a living hell. They were young, very emotionally immature. Leah wouldn't argue with that. She says there was a lot of verbal abuse, and I was active in my alcohol addiction. Uh, she says we were two best friends who never should have gotten married in the first place. The romance and connection that you need in a marriage wasn't there for us. The former couple finalized their divorce in 2016. They said that the split was hard on the children who volleyed between their family home and Leah's small, grudgy apartment. She says it was a lot on them. For the first four years, Steve and Leah blocked each other's numbers on their phones and communicated through email. And Leah's parents, uh, as well as she worked on her sobriety, their daughters felt the tension. Steve eventually remarried, and Leah says that she did not get along with his new wife. When that marriage ended two years later, Leah and Steve made a breakthrough. The only way we could make it work is to prioritize our children and put aside our feelings for one another, she says. We were able to forgive each other. Anytime you hate somebody, you're only hurting yourself, said Steve. And when Shonda entered their lives one year ago, she bought even more harmony. Uh, Leah said, I'm in love with his fiance. She's one of the most beautiful people that I've ever met in my life. Everything just changed with her. Leah recalls the moment that stealed her affection for bets. She and her ex-husband had reduced Kennedy's cell phone privileges, and during a family meeting, Leah was impressed by Betts' input. She says that she was able to explain things in a way that I couldn't empathize with our daughter. I could tell that she really loves my girls. According to the former couple, Betts respects their unusual and evolving co-parenting agreement. She says, we don't really go by a custody agreement. We go by what we think is best. Uh, That's according to Steve. Adding that the girls alternate spending seven days with each family. Living a six-minute drive apart, the two families carpool together for the girls' sporting events, help each other out in emergencies, and make a team effort for school runs. Uh, he bought an engagement ring in December, and last week after he and Betts returned from a trip, Leah offered to bring their daughters over so that they could witness the proposal. She asked to film it. People have asked if Shonda was bothered, but she thanked me for being there, says Leah, who stayed out of the footage to allow the new family their space. Steve said his ex-wife's presence didn't really cross his mind, adding that he was so wrapped up in the moment with Shonda and his daughters that he kind of forgot about it. It was a natural thing for us. The family did receive some negative TikTok comments, but most viewers loved their perspective on healthy divorce. Betts has even invited Leah to go wedding dress shopping, although Leah says that she won't be in the wedding. That would be pushing it. Your thoughts? Okay, so bravo for them being able to do that. And I know that there are families out there that do that. Um, being from a divorce, coming from a divorce ease point of view, that would be very hard for me, not because I would be like, hey, I, you know, that that was my husband, but the awkward part of you're the the film director of somebody else's like proposal and that's a that's very that's a very intimate thing so in my mind and maybe i'm a little bitter too in my mind i don't think that i could do that with my ex um in fact, I'm not even going to say I think I can't do it. I know I can't do it with my ex. And I know that he couldn't do that with me. Um, and not in the, 
we hate each other so much kind of way. But it's a very awkward, we, yeah, it's just very awkward. Just awkward, full stop. Um, bravo that they can, and bravo that they're all friends and all that good stuff. And it was a family proposal. Like, the kids were involved, so that makes sense. I just, yeah. I mean, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I kind of am at this point. You know, it's like, you're a very rare breed of people to be able to do that and not have awkward later. Right. That's where I sit. It's just awkward. Yeah. I mean, more power to them if they can handle the situation, but I am sure that there are a lot of people who at that moment, like there are some people that probably get along really well post-marriage, but uh, but to be there for that moment, to be so, quote, I don't know. I, 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 I know you're not going to say it, but it's one of those things where, and like I said, to each his own. We're not saying it's wrong. We're not saying it's right. But mm-hmm. in times like that, and especially after reading it, you know, she mentions just how much, you know, she's in love with this lady and how she loves her. And it makes me wonder what happened in the previous uh, marriage that he had after they got divorced the first time, but that she didn't right. like this other lady. And if, you know, uh, feels like, hey, for the sake of, I don't want to go there. But, like, for the sake of, like, harmony, you know, uh, she's kind of not – she's not coming out and doing it on purpose, but kind of indirectly picking the next person, <laughs> you know? Um, uh, yeah, but, I can see where you're going with that. Yeah. So it's kind of like, you know, it, it is one of those things where you can be chubby with your um, – with your ex's uh, person in their life. But there's also that thing, too, of being a little too chubby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, kind of like boundary here. And, yeah, I, man. Like I That's said, a big, I get It's it. a growing trend on TikTok, though, where there's a lot of co-parenting, like, this is the ex and this is the, the this is the ex wife and this is the new mom. Like right. I'm seeing that a lot a lot in in especially on TikTok but like shorts for YouTube and and right. um like Instagram, that kind of thing, reels. I'm seeing that happen a lot and like Bravo. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I think that's great. No. Especially it's great. with co parenting. I think it's great that, you know, you could have that communication. I just don't know that I want to be my ex-husband's new person's best friend. Right. Because that puts me that puts me in an intimate position with the person that is now intimate with my ex. Right. <laughs> that's where I was trying to go with that a little bit. You know, it, it, it kind of is like, yeah, that's great and all, but... Uh... Yeah, that's kind of a little too close for comfort. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, so, I don't know how he can handle it because if you think about it, and, and I know this is probably not where you were going with it, but 
if I am super chummy with the new person, does that mean we get to compare notes? Right. Well, he never did that with me. She never did that with her. You know, whatever. I just, hmm, that's where I keep going to, it's awkward. Yeah. To be that close. To be good communication with that person, to be somewhat friends, absolutely. To be that close, a little awkward. Now Maybe I'm just about, bitter. You now you have me think about those 1950s coffee commercials. Bill never liked my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, why yeah. Like this, why does he like this person's coffee? <laughs> yes. Because it's Folgers. Yes. Wasn't it Folgers? Yes, it was Folgers, I believe, yes. See? I remember. My wife makes awful coffee. Mmm, this coffee's good. Honey, how come you can't make coffee like this? Yeah. <laughs> because I'm not your uh, Well, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> power to them if that's what works. But, uh, yeah, mm. that doesn't happen in every story. <laughs> um, I wish them good luck. I hope it works out great and that they, like, the kids, I hope that the entire blended family does well. Right, right. And you want to see more positives, too, for the kids because, you know, they need that after going through the divorce and having to, you know, uh, shuttle between homes and, you know, uh, still kind you you want stability for those kids. And if they see Mm -hmm. everyone kind of coming together, you know, it's only better for them. So that's why I was like, you know, mm-hmm. on an adult front, eh, but for a kid's front, if it's a positive thing for them, I'm glad for them. So, um, so final story tonight, uh, we left it because it was a part of the Smoking Gun Files. I almost feel like we can't end, we can't end on this story. I kind of have to find some. <laughs> feel like I kind of have to end on something more positive. Uh, oh, is it that negative? This, well, it's not negative. It's just, it's a little weird. Um, <laughs> so, if this does not uh, end well, um, I will I will come up with uh, something more positive. I, I I guarantee you. But anyway. What's trending uh, on Twitter again? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, this story uh, does have a little bit of adult situations. So if there are kids around, you've got about eh, probably five seconds to get them out of the room. Anyway, um, now you've been warned. So this from the smoking gun, a Florida man was charged with a decent exposure. Or who was charged? Of course, a Florida man. Yes, it always starts with that. <laughs> what what story is it complete without starting that way? But a Florida man was charged or was Florida man charged with a decent exposure, offered cops a bizarre explanation as to why he was pleasuring himself in public, according to court records. Officers were dispatched Sunday morning to a Speedway convenience store in Vero Beach after a nine one one caller, quote, advised that there was a naked white male screaming at a white female on the side of the road. Upon arriving at the scene, officers encountered Jason Roach, with whom they were already familiar. The 40-year-old Roach, cops reported, 
had been questioned twice the prior evening in connection with alleged uh, masturbation incidents at an Arby's restaurant and a Wawa convenience store. In both instances, Roach stopped and went on his way, according to a court filing. The third time, however, was not the charm. A witness told police that Roach was naked and touching himself in a motion of masturbating while near the speedway around 6 a.m. When questioned about his activities, he said reportedly that he was, quote, was having issues with his rectum in order to get rid of the pain he has to ejaculate. <laughs> if Roach offered anything further about his purported <laughs> maladies, a cop did not include those gory details in the arrest affidavit. Uh, despite that compelling explanation, he was arrested for exposure of sexual organs, which is a misdemeanor. He was booked into the Indian River County Jail, where he is being held on a $50,000 bond. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I did not know um, that if you have those issues, um, that... <laughs> Do it behind closed doors, sweetie. You, you know what? Mic drop. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. <laughs> I love it. I think it's great. Way to think on your feet, dude. <laughs> or with your hand. <laughs> so yeah. Um, That's so funny. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but um, I am. Um, I think after all of that, it is probably best uh, that the old clock on the wall does tell us <laughs> that it is pretty much uh, time to go. <laughs> um, so, um, I love it. Uh, yeah, that's that's. I, I can't think of any more after that. So, um, with that, any shout outs? Um, this week, uh, we I had a couple of birthdays, um, including here's one for you, including my ex. So my kiddo's dad, happy birthday! I'm sure you probably be listening. <laughs> I don't think yeah, he does. Happy, happy, um, happy Mother's Day! Yeah. <laughs> happy Mother's Day! <laughs> <laughs> oh, happy birthday! <laughs> I said that out loud. But yes, you did. Um, Happy birthday to one of the mermaids. um, Because we're going to miss next week, their birthday is actually on Friday, if I remember right. Might be Saturday. It was Saturday. Is it twenty? So happy birthday to them. Let me look. You gotta ask me these questions. No, twenty. Oh, 20. I was going to say 21st, 21 on the 21st. That would be pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's 20. Um, So I can't believe the mermaids are getting up there where I can start buying them drinks. This is is kind of a scary spot for me to be in. But that'll be interesting when that happens. But other than that, that, those are the shout-outs I have. You know, thank you to everyone that listens and supports and uh, puts us on their calendars, and I'm really excited about those things, so thank you to all of them. As I always tell my friends who listen, hopefully I didn't put you to sleep. Um, (laughs) But uh, 
Yeah, I would. Uh, my little sister's birthday is coming up on uh, Monday. Woo-hoo! So happy, happy birthday. birthday! Yes, happy birthday to her. Uh, and uh, next Friday, um, a lot of our friends who have been on this show, or not on this show, but on our shows, especially the 401 Lounge, will be here in Chicago uh, for Exotica. Uh, so I will be uh, visiting with them and seeing them. Uh, should be a great time. A lot of people do in. Probably one of the biggest shows ever. Um, I was at the very first one. And, and compared to over the years, um, the guest list, this is probably one of the largest guest lists I think ever. So um, I hope everybody has a great time next week. Um, it's going to be interesting. Hopefully the weather will be nice. So yeah, um, looking forward to that. And like I said, we will be off next Friday night, but we will return on April 28th, which will be the last show for the month of April. Um, as we quickly get towards May and towards summer, but, uh, we hope that we're your choice on Friday nights at 10 o'clock Eastern, nine o'clock central where you can hear us here on Blog Talk Radio Live. And, of course, afterwards, you can hear us not only here, but any place where you can get your podcast, including iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Apple. So, yeah, I'm, I am – and tonight I actually did not miss the, the Twitter uh, rundown. <laughs> <laughs> so – yeah, I think we got everything tonight. I, I'm kind of happy. With <laughs> didn't miss a thing. And um, no, we didn't miss a beat. So, oh, and to all of you, yes, who listen, thank you so much for your support. Um, you know, here's the weird thing before we leave for tonight. I actually snuck over, and I bet you no one knew it. I actually snuck over to Discord this past week. Um <laughs> And I was actually in one of our rooms. So, um, yeah, I was actually over there. So you never know when I will be on Discord. I was on Discord today. And I do play games and I do stream. So if you're on Discord, if you're part of um, Discord, like, communities, I know I'm on there as a presence, and like I said, I stream on Discord as well as on Twitch, and so if you want to see me play games badly, you're welcome to do so, um, or if you want to just chat while we're playing stupid games. Thumbs up. I'm there, too. All right. Fantastic. So for Mary, I am LeVar. Thanks so much for joining us. Join us there. Uh, you can follow on TR. Um, and yeah, uh, let us know, uh, what you'd like to hear or segments that you want to hear more of. I know actually after last week, uh, someone was actually, um, quite interested in our after dark segment. Um, one of these days they may be sitting in with us on an after dark segment. So, um, which will be interesting. So, uh, yes, but yeah. I like our after dark. Maybe we'll do one in a couple of weeks from now, so uh, stay tuned. But until next week, for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, and we will see you next time. Take care of yourselves and each other. Good night.
Thanks for listening to Page One. Page One. Page One. Don't forget to get the latest show info on Twitter at News Comment BTR and add us as a podcast on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and other platforms where we can be found. 